This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski, and tonight, this is late Tuesday night, and there are some big news going on throughout the quarterback carousel in the NFL, and we're going to dive into the latest in the Aaron Rodgers saga, and I said last week, none of this is going to really come to life until after the combine is finished, and that has been the case because Monday, Tuesday here have been a lot of news around the NFL with some major quarterbacks. And the Aaron Rodgers news really started with the Derek Carr news. The Derek Carr signed with the New Orleans Saints on Monday. This is big news because Derek Carr was the Jets' backup option if things didn't work out with Rodgers. Derek Carr didn't want to wait any longer, reportedly, and took the deal from the Saints. This leaves the Jets in a difficult position. Here's why. Because it proves a lot of things. One thing, that for sure, Carr was their backup option. And most importantly, they didn't actually believe Carr was a going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback or they would have simply signed him, Okay. That was a fake move. That was fake reporting that went out there to try and get leverage against Green Bay. Okay. If the Jets really liked Derek Carr, had Carr been a real option for them, then when the Packers came to talk to them about a trade, the Jets could be like, well, we want Aaron, but not for that high of a price. And if we can't agree, then we're just going to go sign Derek Carr. But now they can't do that. The Jets have lost all negotiating power here. Okay. They don't have a true backup option that could lead them to the playoffs, that could have even lead them to the playoffs, really, if you look at the QB market that's out there. the They don't have any other options. Their owner, Woody Johnson, he wants this done. He wants Aaron Rodgers. He's made it very clear, and the Jets have now thrown out a bunch of smoke out there, okay? They sent out the smoke that, hey, yeah, we love Derek Carr. You're the man. We think you can be a Hall of Fame quarterback. They said that so that they could get leverage in this Aaron Rodgers trade, now, Derek Carr is gone. They lost that leverage. And that was all fake in the first place. Or they would have just signed him. They wouldn't be trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers. There's no point of trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Now, to try to get some leverage back, because they don't have any other options, they're saying, well, you know what? Uh, Jimmy Jimmy G was really the guy we were after the whole time if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, no, no, it wasn't. Jimmy G is not going to do it for you. Jimmy G can't last the whole season, and Jimmy G can't complete more than 10 passes in a playoff game anyways, even if you ask them to. So that is not the option for them. And the Jets have wanted Aaron Rodgers from the start. Okay. That's a big reason why LaFleur, Mike LaFleur is probably fired because he knows that he probably couldn't work with Aaron Rodgers very well. And that's why they brought in Nathaniel Hackett. Okay. Okay. And here's the, here's also the situation. The owner of this team, a very rich owner who gets what he wants, does what he wants. And if he wants you to do something, which he wants them to go and get Aaron Rodgers, if the Jets don't do it, and then they have another subpar season, then you're talking about Robert Sala and possibly this GM getting fired. And when jobs are on the line, people start to make bad decisions. One of those bad decisions is going to be not necessarily trading for Aaron Rodgers. That's not 
a bad move, but what it could be is how much they give up for Aaron Rodgers. And this is perfect for Green Bay. The Packers can now enter into this negotiation and say, yeah, we are more than willing to deal Aaron Rodgers, but this is a four-time MVP. Only reason he wasn't last year was because of his injuries he dealt with. You're going to have to give up a ton to get him. We're going to want two first-round picks, a second-round pick for him. The Jets are going to say, whoa, hey, now, that's 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 crazy. And the Packers are like, no, that's the price. What are they going to do? Roll with Zach Wilson again as their starter and lose their jobs? When your job is on the line, you aren't going to care about future draft capital because for the Jets, this ownership and this front office, all that matters is the next two years and trying to win a Super Bowl. They don't care about 2025, okay? So Derek Carr signing with the Saints is the best thing that could have happened for the Packers. But there's more. After the NFL Combine, a lot of crazy stuff happened out there. The craziest was how impressive the top four QBs really are, and I believe that these four players will be drafted in the top seven picks. And if there weren't any trades, that means... So let's just walk through the NFL draft real quick. If there weren't any trades, the the Bears take, let's just say, uh, Will Anderson, Ed Rusher, Alabama, pick number one. Texans get Bryce Young. Uh, The Cardinals take... uh, Ed Rusher from Texas A&M, the Colts get CJ Stroud, the Lions get Anthony Richardson, uh, and the Raiders could get Will Levis, okay? And there's another pick in there from the Seahawks or whatever, okay? That leaves a couple major teams, like the Panthers without a QB, and that team, the Panthers, was reportedly reported to be possibly in on Aaron Rodgers as well, or just as easily, the Panthers jump up in a trade, the Raiders could be the odd man out, and the Raiders could be without a quarterback um, as well. So now there's several different reports out there that there may be even more teams interested in Rodgers' services. The Raiders, who were deemed as out, might be back in. The Panthers as well, like we just talked about, might be in. A big one, though, that is new to the trade talks is the Miami Dolphins are reportedly interested as well. This is fascinating news because the Dolphins seemed like the team to beat last year in the AFC, but after Tua suffered several head injuries, their season went downhill. Now, Tua's future is probably up in the air, and the Dolphins are interested in getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers to make a Super Bowl run the same way that the Jets are. That Dolphins team was the best team in the AFC East when Tua was healthy last year, beating the Bills. The Dolphins have the offensive weapons with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. They have probably one of the best offensive masterminds in the NFL right now and Mike McDaniel. And now they've hired Vic Fangio, the greatest defensive coordinator of all time, basically to be their DC. The Dolphins are making moves. They believe they just are a QB away as well. So with these other possibilities of teams being interested in Rodgers, this as well might give the Packers more negotiating power to try and get the most draft capital they can back in return from the Jets. Honestly, the only reason a deal is not done right now seems to be possibly about how much money Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid. Technically, as part of Aaron Rodgers' contract, his cash he earns this year is around $60 million. That is not how much he is set to make against the cap, though. Okay, let's make this clear. The team trading for Aaron Rodgers on his current deal, which is going to be super cheap, people don't understand this. People think, oh my gosh, you have to take on this monster contract from Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 you don't. Okay, on his current deal, Whoever trades for Aaron Rodgers, it will cost them on the cap $16 million this year. If you can get above average QB play at $16 million, you have a really good chance to get to a Super Bowl. But if you get top 10, top 5 QB play, 
it's basically a guarantee. That's why this trade is so advantageous to a team trading for Aaron Rodgers. But the problem is when it comes to yearly cash, Rodgers is set to earn $60 million this season. It seems like the hiccup right now is the Jets and Packers negotiating what team pays that money and how much. I am of the belief that the Packers should do whatever they can to please the Jets from a cash flow reason. If that means the Packers get better draft capital back in return. So if that means paying for $20 million of that $58 million or, or uh, owed or something, the Packers should be looking at rebuilding this roster with top draft picks. That's the most important thing you can be doing right now. So what should a trade to the Jets look like for the Packers? Okay. Now using the PFF mock draft simulator, simulator, knowing the Jets have backed themselves into a hole with no other option with their jobs online and how easy it is on the salary cap to acquire Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, I, I think really should be getting a lot in this trade. Okay. The Packers, I think, should be getting a first and a second round pick in the 2023 NFL draft plus 2024 conditional first round pick if Rodgers plays 75% of snaps or 60% of snaps and they make the playoffs in 2023. If this criteria is not met, I think that pick should become a second round pick. Okay. And based off conversations with Rodgers, if they think this is going to be a long term play and he's playing in 2024, 2025, who knows? I, You know, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers' future could hold. And so I think you can put in other conditional picks in this trade that they might not ever happen. But maybe you do a 2025 conditional second round pick if Rodgers plays at least 50% of snaps in 2024 on some team. Okay, it doesn't matter what team, but he plays some team. Okay, and if that criteria isn't met, you don't have to pay it. Okay, but if it is, then we you still get payback from that team okay and so then so you have these conditional picks so it's you get the draft picks now this year to start rebuilding this team as part of the trade and then you get some conditional ones in the next two years as well depending on Rodgers' future and because if he only plays one year i get it you shouldn't have to give up tons of future draft capital but if he continues to play a second and a third year you should be able to get rewarded for that so as i think about that there's a few players on this team i'd like to point out um who i think are key players that I think would uh, be huge additions to the Packers. Okay, you have to know what the Jets are doing with wide receiver Denzel Mims. He is their third receiver, on, fourth receiver on the roster. He never gets playing time because of that. Is he a part of their future plans? Because if he is, or if he's not, bring him to Green Bay. Okay, the Packers love big fast receivers. That's what Denzel Mims is. He had limited playing time this season. He's kind of in the doghouse uh, over there in New York. There's just been a lot of good receivers in front of him. Corey Davis does everything perfectly. He does the dirty work. He's kind of like their Alan Lazard. And then you got Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. And then you have Elijah Moore, just a really good slot player. And Denzel Mims just can't find the field over there. Get him over here in Green Bay and he can be a guy for us. Um, and if there's an injury, especially a guy like Christian Watson, he can step in and be our guy. The other guy I would like the Packers to really take a look at is uh, edge rusher Bryce Huff. Huff is technically a restricted free agent. I'm not quite sure how that restricted free agent tag is going to work, but if they place that tag on him and then trade him as part of this deal, I wonder if that can work. I'm not exactly sure, but I really like Bryce Huff. I think he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL on obvious passing downs. Okay. If you can get us, if the, the data out there, okay, let me actually look this up because I thought it was fascinating. And I'm going to look up Bryce Huff here because I wrote down some data for him and I forgot to have it ready, but okay. Okay. So 
Bryce Huff this season, he played over 81% of his defensive snaps on third and fourth down because they wanted him to rush the passer. That's what he does well, okay? And that's his specialty, so they used him that way. And when they used him that way, he had a 21.3 pass rush percent win rate, which was a next-gen stats record. No pass rusher in the next-gen stats era has ever had that high of a pass rush percentage win rate. Okay, he had the quickest pass rush get off over the last five years, doing it in just 0.67 seconds off the snap of the football. There's nobody better on obvious passing downs than Bryce Huff. Okay, you're talking about the potential you see from a first round rookie, Nolan Smith, who tested off the charts. That's what you're getting already from Bryce Huff. And then you just don't use him on those other downs. Okay, he's not a he's not a full time player, but if you can get a in the best pass rusher in the NFL on obvious passing downs, you would do that for $4 million. That's all Bryce Huff is going to cost this year on a second round tender. No one's going to trade a second round pick for that because they know they can only use him on third and fourth down. Okay, he can't stop the run. So what you can get out of Bryce Huff is exactly what you're hoping you would get from a Nolan Smith you're drafting the first round uh, in year one at least. And that's amazing if you can get that as part of this trade as well. So I really, really like Bryce Huff as an option for the Packers as part of this deal. Now, the Packers right now, they have the leverage. They can provide the Jets their only chance at a Super Bowl this season with a potential elite quarterback. They can get that quarterback at a reasonable salary cap charge. And now there are potential other suitors interested in a trade as well. The Packers should be maximizing this trade using conditional picks to help the Jets be more all-in. They should be paying some of his salary if that's what will result in the Packers getting better players back in return and better draft picks back in the turn, back in return. And the last thing I'll say is this. I've run through a lot of mock draft scenarios, and there's a few top-tier players I love in this draft. Receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, tight ends Darnell Washington, Michael Mayer, interior offensive line Peter Skronsky, Osiris Torrance, John Michael Schmidt, Steve Avila, right tackle Dewan Jones, edge rushers Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Adeboare. These are the top-tier players I love in this draft. That makes sense for the Packers, but it's really not that long of a list, and when I go through a mock draft scenarios, most of these players are gone by pick 45 in the draft. There's a couple left over, maybe by the towards the end of the second round. But really, these are the these are the guys who I see I like for the Packers and can make a difference in year one. But it's not a long list. Okay. After this, there are a few other players that are interesting, but none of them are sure things. I would say that these guys are. These are my current top eleven players who I think would be available to the Packers. If we're going to draft some of these players, we're going to need several top 40 picks, I'd say, in order to have the best chance to do so. So as part of these trades as well, if the the Jets are like, well, we can't just like give you our first and second round pick, we can be, can the Packers be like, hey, you know what? We'll send third and uh, two sevenths back as well as part of this trade, just to try to make it easier for you so you guys can rebuild your team a little bit as well, add some rookie contracts on there. Because guys, there's, there's a lot of, this is not the greatest draft class. We've talked about that a ton. So I think it's okay if you're sending a few picks back and you're kind of exchanging some picks as part of this trade as well in order to continue to get top 50 selections. The more top 50 picks you can get, that's always better. Okay, if you can do that again here, that is definitely the way to go. And guys, the Jets are desperate. The Jets are so, so desperate. Okay, they, on Tuesday... The Jets' general manager, the owner, 
head coach Robert Sala, and new offense coordinator, really good friend Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett, all flew to California to speak with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, the Jets, all of them. Aaron Rodgers could could easily just flown to New York, but they flew to California because Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, they have the leverage here. These guys are stuck to him. They know exactly what they need. They're trying to convince him to stay and or to continue playing and play in New York. And honestly, by the time you maybe listen to this podcast in the morning, this all could be a done deal. The one thing I will say, okay, the other major quarterback news that came out is that Lamar Jackson is going to get the non-exclusive franchise tag. What the heck does that mean? Okay, the non-exclusive franchise tag means that Lamar Jackson is can any team can go out and make a contract offer to Lamar Jackson. Okay, they can sign him, they can try to sign him to whatever contract they desire. But if they do that, the Ravens can match it. They can say, hey, we would sign you to the same contract, and then what Lamar Jackson has to sign with the Ravens then. Okay. But if the team if the Ravens decide, no, you know what? We don't want to sign him to that contract. The team has to pay that contract that they offered and give up their next two first round picks. I believe their next two first round picks and one of them has to be this year. I believe that might not be entirely true. I don't know what that means for like a team like the Dolphins who do not have a first round pick, but it could mean that that team, the Dolphins, uh, it could be their 2024 and 2025 first round pick. I am not sure but I believe it has to be a 2023 and it has to be a 2024 first round pick. So I do not think a team like the Dolphins could even make a contract offer if they wanted to. What this does is it the the Baltimore Ravens are saying, hey, no other team in the NFL except the dumb, stupid Browns are going to give someone a fully guaranteed contract. Okay, no one else is doing that. They made a huge mistake. No one else is going to follow through with that. You think they're going to? I don't believe it. And we're going to call your bluff. And so they're going to send it, Lamar Jackson out. He's going to get contract offers. And then the Ravens are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's what we thought. That's what we were going to offer. We will match that. And then uh, if they don't, though, if some team goes crazy and they're like, oh, my gosh, Lamar Jackson's out there. We have to give him a fully guaranteed contract and he'll come sign with us. Then the Ravens will be like, OK, we'll take our two first round picks and we'll move on. This is an issue because Lamar Jackson is 26 years old and you can get Lamar Jackson for two first round picks, but with a max guaranteed contract, probably that's kind of an issue because right now it's like when I spend two first round picks and commit all of my future to Lamar Jackson in an unworkable contract, or would I spend two first round picks and get a one to two year rental on Aaron Rodgers on a cheap deal? Um, and so it kind of makes things interesting for the Packers. And I think it does kind of put a ceiling actually on the contract. And so this is the issue. This Aaron Rodgers contract should have, this Aaron Rodgers, all of this news, if you're the Packers, you should have figured this out a lot sooner. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, all should have been having these conversations earlier, okay? As soon as Derek Carr signed with the New Orleans Saints, the Packers had the leverage. They had the perfect leather, leverage. But a few hours later, I think, or maybe 24 hours later about uh, Lamar Jackson gets the exclusive free agent tag. Okay. The non-exclusive free agent tag. So because of that, the Packers kind of screwed things up here. 
because now the Jets can be like, well, do we want to spend all this trade capital on Aaron Rodgers? Well, we could just go probably get uh, Lamar Jackson, but we just have to give him a giant contract. I'm not, I don't know what they're going to do. So I think this might limit how much draft capital we get back in return for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I think this is a big deal. It's something to take notice of. I think uh, the New York Jets do have a little bit more leverage now because of that. And I'm worried that the Packers will not get the same draft capital back in return that they should have. I hope that they can still get at least two first round picks and this year's second or two first round picks and like a Bryce Huff and a Denzel Mims, something like that. If the Packers have to send back a third, a fifth, a couple sevenths, pay for some Aaron Rodgers contract, you do that because anytime you can get as many top 50 picks as you can, go out and get them. Okay, so whatever the Packers have to do, whether that's paying money or whether that is giving more late round picks back in return to the Jets as part of this trade, go and get as many first and second round picks as you can and Bryce Huff, Denzel Mims as you can. Okay, those are two really good players who are available who the Saint, who the Jets might not be taking advantage of. So, so there's a lot happening. A really good thing happened with Derek Carr signing, but a really bad thing happened with the Lamar Jackson exclusive tag, non-exclusive tag. So it'll be interesting. And probably, honestly, by the end of the day, Wednesday, you're gonna we're gonna hear news about this Aaron Rodgers trade, and we're gonna get the details. But this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm hoping happens is the Packers can get a first round this year, first round next year, maybe a conditional first round next year, and a second round pick this year, and maybe one of those two players at this point. That would be amazing, and hopefully the Packers can get it done, and we can start our retooling of this Packers team. So that's all we have today, folks. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast, and tell your friends about Packers now so that they can get all the latest updates on the Green and Gold because it's always Packers season at... Packers now. Thanks, guys.